0: Hey, I'm David, and welcome to MindYourMind.ca's archive series. This is a podcast where we dig out some of our most popular interviews from the MindYourmind Mind vault, edit them, and polish them up so you can enjoy them anytime, anywhere. This episode contains interviews with American skate punk band, Leg Wagon and American emo rockers, The Spill Canvas. Enjoy.
1: This is Mind Your Mind talking to Joey of Legway. Hi. It's probably been a fairly intense journey, even for your fans in the last three years since the passing of Derek. And uh, I'm so happy that you're OK about sharing that story yeah. because it's such an important one for the people right. that come to our site, for people who are looking for answers, sometimes people who are quite hopeless. So I, I wonder if you could just start actually by by sharing a little bit about who Derek was.
2: Pretty complex guy. He didn't really open up much about Mm-hmm. his feelings and at the same time he really kind of wore his heart on his sleep he was a uh, really really smart and I think that you find a lot of times some of the most troubled people that I met have been the smartest people yeah. that I've met you know they're yeah. complex because they're they're really intelligent and the world is is a tough place yeah. you know, it's it's almost like they're just too full of the questions that you know everybody has but I'm not sure that it seems more simple to them or more difficult or, or both. It just seemed like he was kind of traveling through life, you know, sort of amazed by people.
1: Right. Right.
2: <laughs> and, uh, at the same time, completely helpless in, in, um, his social kind of skills and, uh, his ability to just hang out the way other people hung out, you know, yeah. that dissociative kind of thing, yeah. which I have as well. And I, totally get i often feel just kind of out of step
1: yeah yeah so i get that derek uh, for those who don't know suffered from bipolar is that correct yeah Yeah,
2: that's what they say
1: yeah was he ever diagnosed do you know
2: uh not that i know of but i'm sure he was because of the court system and and legal issues you know he had had to go through a lot of therapy he had a lot of trouble with the law you know as most people that Which is deal with drug addiction do, yeah. you know, and it, it kind of seemed like with Derek that it was just this endless cycle of, you know, getting into yeah. trouble and then out of trouble and then good times, it was just plateaus, you know.
1: You know, is it the kind of thing, we hear this, sometimes it's like, it came out of nowhere. We had no idea that this is what was going to happen.
2: No, or and wasn't then others like say,
1: you know, I look back now, man, and maybe there was a few, a few signs here and there. So what was your, what was your oh, uh, experience I, with that? My
2: experience, and it's often my experience with those sort of people that do that, you know, commit suicide. And certainly in Derek's case, it feels like you knew that person in passing, you know, mm-hmm. like that they were in a car that was, you know, they were they're on their way to yeah. that, regardless. And uh, my wife and I uh, had both known Derek. My wife had dated Derek for a long time before mm-hmm. we ended up together. And we both always just had the feeling, well, it's not if, it's when. Uh, that's a terrible thing to say, but that that really was kind of how it felt with him. I think it was just, you know, that was a call we always expected to yeah. get. Yeah. So
1: it wasn't we weren't a surprise shocked at when came. all.
2: We were just shocked in, in the sense that. Oh, you know, not today.
1: So now time has passed. You look back. And what are your thoughts when you think about what happened? And, and I, don't, I
2: don't have any great insight to things that people like myself could have done differently. There's certainly people that were in his world that I wish hadn't been that were enablers. And, you know, these kind of things that, that definitely uh, didn't know what we knew and uh, helped him along, you know, his path. To self-destruction, but he also had a lot of really great people in his life. Clearly, I don't know, you're, I wish, you're not I wish... stuck there
1: emotionally, though, right? Because it seems to me, just you know, taking a look at some of the lyrics, and that it, it's informed your work now, mm-hmm. and uh, and how maybe it's changed your worldview. Uh,
2: on so many levels, I really identified with the way Derek felt about life in that sense, you know. I'm not a spiritual person, but it's not hard for me to understand why somebody doesn't really feel the need to go on with life. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just a th- part of it all, you know. And uh, it is easy to see that that really dark view, that kind of this is all sort of meaningless kind of yes. view. Yeah. And I know it's a dangerous place to go. I guess the thing is, is um, I don't know if it's genetic or what it is, but there's just... Uh, something that differs in different people that gives them the ability to find the rope you know yeah. that just yeah. gives them the ability to wake up and one day uh, you know see the things worth living for I always think that every person is capable of finding that mm. but to help them find it it's just it's
1: what would you say sort of what would you impossible. say to Someone, I mean, that's what our users are are looking for, is some information around what can I say to a buddy that um, might help them, even in that moment. Things still may be crappy the next day, but in that moment, what, what do you think?
2: I think that the recognition that there are things in your past that you have to deal with, there are demons in your past that you have to deal with, and that those things can actually, you can come to an understanding or come to a place where you can manage them just that recognition is a huge thing, and then I think just in day-to-day life, trying to see the beauty, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's possible. It's totally possible.
1: And sometimes it really is. It's just day to day. Sometimes the best piece of advice that you can give.
2: Is yeah, like, you know, just it's try like, and get through the day. Yeah, you know, you, do you ever have that kind of epiphany when you're when you're just. I don't know, outside and, you know, maybe you're near an ocean or a body of water or something and you just suddenly realize how beautiful everything yes. is, you know. It uh, doesn't have to be a good day to have that revelation, you know. It's just, it can happen. Or well, there's, I don't know. This is like, I mean. It's <laughs> it, huge. It's, it's a huge so topic. huge. I mean, I'm, I was about to say, you know, the roller coaster ride's not such a bad thing, but then on the other hand, some people are addicted to it. I don't know.
1: It's the balance of perspective. You got it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean. That is
1: exactly, I think that's probably the key.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's why it's really difficult to talk about because, you know, of course, to a certain extent, you feel like even though you've experienced and, you know, had some sort of firsthand understanding of depression and loss. It, it kind of gives you no more credentials because everybody's different and life is uh, it's difficult.
1: Words to live by now in your life. What do you think?
2: My whole life is my daughter. I'm not saying breed because <laughs> believe me, it was a very tough one for me to, to even you know, justify that. There's a lot of people in the world. It's an amazing power to be truly in love with something that's pure.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: unbelievable yeah yeah it just gave me huge new perspective on life
1: that's it yeah all
2: right
1: thank you so much sure yeah
0: Lake wagon has never really enjoyed mainstream success but has a devoted cult following and released their first studio album in nine years the aptly titled hang in 2014 some very meaningful insights here from a person who has experienced both loss and new life firsthand. Next up, we'll hear from the Spill Canvas.
3: I'm Lee, and I'm a youth correspondent for mindyourmind.ca. And I'm here with we're the Spill Canvas. in the school and school campus, right and Call the Office in London, Ontario.
4: Hi, I had the feeling that you open up my eyes.
3: So, my first question I wanted to know is where did the name Spill Canvas come
4: from? unfortunately as much as I want there to be like a really great story for it um, it's not that there isn't it's just um, it's just more like there was some lyrics like a little passage of lyrics in uh, one of my books you know that I scribbled in and uh, the band had started a long long time ago when I was kind of in high school and I didn't really want to play under uh, just my name because um, I just I thought it was a little pretentious and I I just figured well let's try to find a band name for it and you know, the spill canvas was this little phrase that stuck out. And um, it later, you know, now, today, it means a lot more than it did at the time to me. As, you know, you, I like to kind of let the listener also take it for what they might think it is. Uh, whether that's like, you know, I don't know, like life is a blank canvas, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's there's a lot of little ways and avenues that you could go about it. But ultimately, it was just something that I wanted to kind of let the listener have the opportunity to, uh, to explore themselves. So.
3: One of the things that I've noticed is that you seem to be very dedicated to your fans, very like doing the music for them. So I think that's a really good thing and I find that really admirable. But specifically I wanted to know what kind of things have you done as a bit as a band to solidify your fan base?
4: I mean I think the, the main tool that we're able to use and something that's very easy to use is the Internet. Uh, we're very close to the Internet as far as one of our main tools uh, that we can use to, you know, to get our fans the info that they need, you know, on time. And, and you know, and it, it's so quick. It's just all right, right. there, like, literally just like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, with, like, your MySpace and, you know, I mean, that's just the main one that mm-hmm. you can say. But um, really, it just comes down to all those different avenues of the Internet that we really like to get back to our fans, whether it's writing back, messages that they would write to us. We have band email that I still check as often as humanly possible. And uh, I don't know, I think we pay so much attention to them because it doesn't really matter what band it is. Um, it's kind of like our speech that we give almost every show too. It's like, it doesn't matter the size of the band, um, whether it's you 2 or some kid in a coffee house playing with like, his parents. You know, it, it ultimately comes down to the fact that it's people connecting with other people through music, and without the fans, it doesn't work. You know, if they support you, there's no reason why you shouldn't um, support them and be thankful to them. So I think that's our whole model.
3: A lot of your lyrics are pretty deep and meaningful, and a lot of them seem actually pretty <clears throat> personal. Are most of your songs inspired from actual events that have gone mm-hmm. on in your lives, or just things that you see out in society today?
4: I attempt to write the lyrics, attempt to be the key word, I, I just, you know, I do my best anyway, and a good, like a good 90, 95% of it is uh, very autobiographical, very self-inspired just by my own life and whatever has happened to me at that time, but not even just that, but also, you know, friends and other you know, uh, areas in my life that I've taken inspiration from. Um, but ultimately, uh, the lyrics just kind of come from that really honest spot where you know sometimes a lot of people I think might be able to relate to it because it's just I'm just saying exactly what I think whether that's terrible or really nice you know what I mean it's yeah like, no um, it's very candid honest approach but honesty is like our big uh, that's our other <laughs> one
3: no I think that's a good thing especially for a band like I think it helps people connect a lot more to your music and relate to it when it's more honest and not so sugar-coated I think when it's more raw people can actually get in there and actually relate really, really strongly to what's going on. You said a lot of your lyrics are all pretty honest, candid, whether other people are going to accept them or not. Um, what do you think the importance of just being honest and embracing your emotions, whether they're good or bad, just in general?
4: I'm, I'm a big firm believer in just um, in facing it as much as you can. Obviously, you're never going to be able to always face it. Um, being a human being, you're going to have. Like to have you be scared and have doubts, etc. But ultimately, being honest with yourself is like such a huge deal, and it's the first step to getting better no matter what problem you really you know, it, It's a thing that you can plug into any application in life. So I think um, just being honest with yourself is a. I couldn't stress the importance of that because yeah. I think you can really learn a lot from yourself if you just give yourself a chance to, to say
3: now, as a band, you guys have obviously been away from home, like i mean, spend a period of time, periods of time going on <laughs> tour and everything. Um, does that ever get stressful for you guys or kind of like need some time apart and kind of just need to de-stress and unwind kind of thing?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, I live with Joe, our drummer, and uh, we live in a house together. And it's a big house, so we have, you know, there's room to, to relax and get away from each other. but you know, you kind of, not in a sad way, I mean, it, it's, it's sad, but ultimately, you know, I'm living my dream, but yeah. your social life goes to a place <laughs> that's kind of non-existent, and a little murky and dark, because you're never home, you know, you don't, you're just never home, and, yeah. you know, you have those few friends that stay with you for the course of your life, and they'll always be there when you get back home, but um, it's, you know, it is difficult to maintain relationships, regardless of the kind, when you're on the road, but um, ultimately, you know, they're good and the real people, they'll stick by your side, no matter what. So I think we're all fortunate enough to have a good group of our own personal supporters, whether that's family, or really close friends, or, you know, girlfriends, or whatever it may be. So I think we do our best.
3: Nice you Knowing what we do at Mind Your Mind, like dealing with kids that are going through hard times and stuff like that, um, what do you think the best piece of advice you could give to today's youth trying to cope with it?
4: You know, there's so many of those cliche things that can be heard and still have meaning, you know, and, and a lot of kids that might be going through a rough time, regardless, there's so many, you know, reasons that they could be going through a rough time, whether it's, like, trouble at home or school or just within themselves and, you know, being a teenager is, it's like a scientific fact. It's hard. It's, just, it's always going to be hard. It's, uh, you're just your body's going through all these changes, which in turn leads to, you know, your emotional frame being very fragile, you know, because it's being molded into what you're going to be as an adult. So I think um, the only thing you really can do is just to, to really just take a second and and to really, you know, just breathe and just everything's, you know, going to be okay. You just kind of have to get above whatever it is that's in your way. And there's, you know, there are roadblocks. There's always, there's always going to be a way to get around them or to just, just drive right through them.
3: Um, are you a firm believer in everything happens for a reason? Because being on the band and you were saying that maybe like you're living your dream, do you think yeah. that it happens for a reason?
4: I do. I really do. There's been many times uh, in the early stages of this one, I just didn't want to do it. You know, there's just uh, the odds will always be against you in some way. You know, not to sound depressing, but whatever part of your life is going to come about, it could be you know as soon as you get get out of high school, it could be you know when you're forty something like that. It's There's always going to be challenges. So um, I think that the whole everything happens for a reason, I think that that's kind of something that is, is very, it's one of those mantras that you should always kind of practice because it's, you know, it's regardless of if you believe it or not, you need something to get through whatever it might be. So I think that the, I do personally.
3: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Thank Um, you. I'm sure
4: a lot of other people will
0: appreciate this too. Thank you. Wow, remember MySpace? I think I still might have one floating around somewhere. Much like Legwagon, the Spill Canvas enjoys a dedicated cult following without achieving real mainstream success. But, hey, that's what music is all about, right? The fans. Since this 2008 interview, they've released two new albums and a handful of EPs, and have been steadily touring for the past few years. Well, I hope you enjoyed these classic interviews that we dug out of the Mind Your Mind archive and dusted off just for you, our awesome listeners. Stay tuned for more cool interviews coming soon.